We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. Ah, that's right, Clint Sterner's football at four, and it is his birthday, 045. What'd you say he should be sipping on that Coke 45? That 45. All day long, uh, as we'll try to hold down Clint Sterner's football at four. Uh, Wade Smith, uh, he is in the building, uh, a guy who we just recently found out had the chance to either retire or play for the Tennessee Titans, <laughs> and he chose retirement. It's a fact. <laughs> the hell? These are facts. Just to let you know how much Wade—I mean, Wade—is ride or die uh, with the Texans. I mean, he takes Texans ambassador to a whole nother level. So, uh, yeah, Wade Smith in the building here for Clint and Wade. You, uh, there was a bit of a change when you left the Texans here, and Bill O'Brien became the head coach. Right now, he is currently the uh, offensive coordinator uh, for. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. They're getting ready to play Kansas State in the Sugar Bowl. But a lot of reports have been indicating that he may be the next offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. And he was asked about this. Uh, and, uh, and and this is uh, this was the comments uh, that he made when he was asked about this. said he wishes the Patriots well, but very focused on the Sugar Bowl. Like, we've seen this story before. Yeah. When you uh, when you uh, when when you don't answer it, mm-hmm. when you don't answer, because right, if he's not gonna go there, if he doesn't have interest there, you say no. He's not gonna say no because it makes way too more too much sense for them to bring Bill O'Brien back into the fold, back into the NFL, especially with what they have going on there with the Patriots. They have two guys that were head coaches, one a special teams head coach. And a, one another guy that was a defensive head coach that are now on offense calling plays, and you see the frustration and what's going on up there with Mac Jones. Like, it just makes too much sense to bring Bill O'Brien into the fold, help see what they can get out of Mac Jones, get him playing at it because he played better. He was a Pro Bowler his first year in the league with Josh McDaniels as the coordinator. Why not bring in the the, the second best thing to Josh McDaniels according to to you know the people out there in New England? Bill O'Brien, and he, he's going to be available. He, he hasn't been the uh, the favorite son, the darling son of Alabama Crimson, Crimson Tide. A lot of people blame him for the reason why they're not playing in one of the uh, playoff games, the college football playoff games, because of late decision-making in the red zone and all that type of stuff. So Let's Take a look at those scores of those ball games they lost. Let's right. I, 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 think, <laughs> I, think that, uh, I think that makes way too much sense that he ends up being the offensive. And, and I, you know what? He would help them. He would help them be well, better yeah. than what they are now for sure. And he would help Mac Jones. It just it makes way too much oh, sense. Oh, God, Wade, who would have thought Mac Jones would take a step back with a failed defensive coordinator, <laughs> defensive coordinator who's a failed head coach for the Lions and a failed special teams coach who's a head coach for the Giants running the offense. Who would think that Mac Jones would take a step back? Versatility, man. It's all about <laughs> versatility. This is uh, Tom Curran 
NBC Sports in Boston talking about the potential possibilities of Bill O'Brien returning to New England. Folks who are knowledgeable in this that I reached out to in the last couple of days who would have insight, would Bill want Bill O'Brien? Because that question's really not been asked. But I asked and the individual said, absolutely. And they said, I'm surprised if it's not in the works or a done deal already. Mm, in the works or a done deal already. Yeah, it, it, but like you said, man, it makes too much sense. And like, I, listen, there's been a lot made about Mac Jones this year. Now the big thing is going around that Mac Jones is a dirty player because of the because <laughs> of the things he's done. That That's shot. not going around. That's just using your eyes and being like, "Come on, bro, what are you doing?" He, he got he got <laughs> he a propensity to, to doing some little janky yeah, stuff out there on kicking folks. Did and, you hear what he said? You what, hear his explanation for what he did to Eli Apple? What did he, what did he say he did? I went down in front of him to kind of get him get in the way of him to stop him from slowing down. Taekwon, uh, who obviously could not make the tackle there, he said uh, to WEI, so I just kind of went down in front of him trying to stop a fast guy from getting to another fast guy. He went down and took his knees out is what <laughs> Mac Jones Mac did. Jones, like, but, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody tries to come get oh, him. Oh, somebody going to try. They're going to try to get him. Yeah, like, but. They'll, they don't take that fine. They'll take that because. He's got a he's got a habit of, of of doing some out of line things out there. Yeah, it's it's an interesting, but but to to the point though. Outside of that, I understand. Like Mac Jones, Mac Jones has so showed some level of frustration that I did not know he had in him, and I don't blame him, man. I mean, how frustrating does this have to be? Because you're thinking to yourself, man, I'm leaving Nick Saban, the greatest college coach. I'm leaving two guys that are pretty similar to each other to run things. I should not have a lot of surprises of what I'm getting myself into. And now I'm going to the greatest pro coach, greatest football coach of all time at Bill Belichick. My first year, whoo, was looking good. I was in the Pro Bowl in year two. Matt Patricia is my offensive coordinator. Oh, my God. And and, and, and Joe, Joe, Joe Judge. Judge uh-huh. and, he is my he is my quarterback coach, and these are my offensive guys that I'm working with. Like I'd be even, frustrated too. Even more than that, the guys that he was working with, because Nick Saban is a defensive guy, but the offensive coaches that he was working with when he was at Alabama, I'm pretty sure the head coach of New York right now, that was one of his coordinators. Yep. Even though he might not have been starting that year because you know he played behind some people, and then. The guy that's the, the the head coach at the University of Texas right now, Steve Starkeesian. Mm-hmm. These are guys that are renowned for having great offenses and offensive minds. You go from that to now, Josh McDaniels. All right, this is another guy that has a, you know, has a a, a great offensive mind, mind, quote unquote. That has been an offensive coach before in his life. Yeah, and then now, <laughs> and sometimes you know, sometimes when you're trying to be, um creative and try to push the envelope and try to do these things to say hey you can plug anybody in any situation it's not gonna work every time and especially something like this and you've seen a lot of frustration out of mac jones this just makes way too much sense that bill o'brien and and that's where he belongs i think he he loves being there he loves the way they do things there and he's not going to be giving too much on his plate. He's just going to be calling plays, and I think he's going to have success out there. Yeah, and, and he'll probably be able to run an offense that he's much more comfortable with, right? And you would hope, because that Alabama offense, as we've learned, that's not his offense they're running. It's an offense that he had to learn. 
Uh, and maybe he takes some of the things from that because I don't care what people say. I mean, they've been successful. They put up points. Like the games they lost to Tennessee and LSU, um, go look at how many points they scored. Uh, they, they put up 50-piece had to take them to beat them on a, a field goal by Tennessee on the road, and I believe 40, something like that, close to 40, if not 40, by LSU and a two-point conversion had to win. And last year, Bryce Young was a Heisman Trophy winner. So, I mean, he's done some good there, and he damn sure would be an upgrade, clearly, over uh, Judge Joe uh, Joe Judge and <laughs> <laughs> Judge Joe Brown. Uh, yeah, Judge Joe Brown, Joe Judge, and and and, and, and Patricia's uh, Matt Patricia's ass. That that don't make any sense at all. I don't know what the hell Bill was thinking. Hey, Omaha, Blue. <laughs> All right, um, so much off of the the situation with Derek Carr. And, like, this this is interesting because he could be somebody that obviously is going to be on the move. He is not only not, only not starting the last two games, he is just not even going to be with the organization anymore. He is done uh, with the Raiders. But he he's going to be probably, when you look at it, he may be the top free agent quarterback on the market. I don't, I don't know. Who else could break? I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to get there. But he's going to be the top free agent quarterback on the market. And I'm telling you, and I said it before, Houston could be a destination spot for him. I wonder how you feel. Do you feel as strong as Dan Orlowski, a guy for ESPN? He says this, the Raiders have the, the 30, have had the 32nd ranked defense since Carr entered the league has never played on a team that ranked better than 20th on defense. Somebody next year is going to get a top 12 player at that position. You believe Derek Carr is that good? You believe the Texans brought in Derek Carr that they're getting a top 12 quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, this is the thing. I agree that he's a top 12 quarterback in the NFL, first of all. You do. They would have to – it would be some doing to convince him to come here. Because Derek Carr is in a position of his career that he wants – I know he's going to want to win. He want to go somewhere to win. And right now the Texans, although we talked about it earlier, that, hey, it doesn't have to take forever to turn it around. They're not. They're very young on this team. They're not in a position right now to where you could say, hey, within a couple of years we're competing for Super Bowls. That's just – that's an unrealistic um, outlook on what's going on in Houston. So it would be some doing – to convince him to come here. He's going to have options. He's going to have places that he could go to to where they would say, hey, you could be the missing piece here. You don't know what's going to happen in Miami with Tua. They have a lot of pieces there where you could say, hey, if you just plug him in there, somebody that's going to be consistent and it's going to stay healthy, we got all these weapons around you, you can have a tremendous amount of success. Um, San Francisco, you don't know what's going to happen there. That's another place that is ready made to win it. They Tennessee. might win it. They might win the championship this year. Tennessee. <laughs> With Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? So th- there's teams out there. Tennessee. I mean, I'm not gonna give them credit that they'd be a desired place to go. I know you don't. Um, I know you can't, but I'm But maybe saying. maybe somebody might like to go there. Somebody might like they to go might there like with to go their there, running game you know? and that wouldn't be like the first choice or the defense. second, you know, <laughs> second or third choice for me, but you know, asking my opinion, yeah. I would say that, you know, but yeah, there, there's plenty of But he goes somewhere and do what Kirk Cousins is doing. Because I I'm think saying, he's better than Kirk Cousins. I think if you put Derek Carr with the Minnesota, you, it, it'd be the same thing. Similar in ability. 
Washington. Like, I'm just thinking of teams that— Washington's another team that would, yes, would be— it fits perfectly in that situation. It's got a good good defense, got a really good receiving core, but they're not getting utilized properly because they don't have somebody that can get them the ball. Derek Carr would fit in. So for and that and that's what I want, you know, Texans fans that are listening to this and say, hey, I don't want Derek Carr here. Now listen now, this guy's gonna have options because a lot of other teams in the league want this guy and would and he would fit well with them. And so if the Texans were able to pull it off to get him here, that would be saying something about the front office and what people's prospects I, and outlooks are on the franchise. There would have to be a lot of change. Obviously, we know the history with his brother here. There would have to be a lot of a lot of change. Like there'd have to be a, a first and foremost a coach and an offense that he would believe in uh, that would get there because the, the Texans, in in some ways, if you can be attractive with the like you could if you're a quarterback like Derek Carr or somebody. You could come in and think to yourself, they got a lot of draft picks, yeah, a lot of high draft picks, and they can they have the ability they have to have money. To, yeah, they have to the ability to agents. add pieces. Right. Right? You know, can they what are you gonna keep Laramie Tunzel? You gonna keep that dude? I wouldn't mind that. So I, they have some attraction, but I, I think that is a, a, a really good point of if if they do, if they are able to lure a guy in like that who you would think has options. And a lot of those teams that we named ahead of that, that that would mean that the Texans are, are doing something because right now it is, like even to, you know, Debbie the Texan, that's the number one Texan that comes to my mind, fan that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Right now, like for, I think a coach, this is very desirable, c- can be very desirable. Yeah. For a, a, a player like a quarterback like that, not quite the same. Especially his age. Yeah, and I think the age part of it is is key. I believe Derek Carr is what like thirty two now. Yeah, thirty four, thirty three, somewhere around there. Uh, you know, you you got a legit four or five years of him playing at a at a good level, unless he, you know, the Russell Wilson thing. That's Russell Wilson. So you you would hope that something oh, like yeah. that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I mean, if he was to come here, and and like I said, my first choice is hey. I want Bryce Young to be the starting quarterback here and be the franchise guy, and that's what you build around. That's that's to me the, the the way to go. But if they were to get Derek Carr here, to me that that would say something positive about the organization and how people view it, and in, in, in the city of Houston, I, I I don't I would be I would be fine with that. I'd be good with that. Stay away from DBG though. Somebody on the text line: Tampa, New Orleans. Those are also really good options, as well as uh, Derek Carr on the move. Top twelve quarterback. Top twelve quarterback. When you first, last yeah. year, I'd have been with you. Uh, but see, that's the thing. Dan Orlovsky understands what's yeah. going on out there. He's a quarter. Yeah. He understands what that system is. He's basing it off of what he knows Derek Carr is. That thing was not a fit there between the way Josh McDaniels wants to do things and and what you know Derek Carr's skill set is. But if you start naming off quarterbacks that I take before I would take Derek Carr, I don't I don't think you can get. 12 guys in front of him. All right, coming up, um, uh, this happens sometimes on the show, but I'm pretty sure this is this is probably going to annoy some people. Coming up, I know many of you are living in the world of in Jim Crane we trust. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. They've done some things in this office. They've made one particular move that I feel like if you're an Astros fan, it's okay for you to at least question should we be all the way in on in Jim Crane we trust we'll discuss that I love winning 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hubley. Oh, RIP to Pele. That's uh, an RIP Pimp C. But I'm going to need you to bring some type of uh, comeback music before the show ends. Oh, for sure. Uh, We'll end the the show with it. We'll end the show with uh, some some honor Pimp C's way. Already. Yeah. Pimp C passed away. uh, uh, Long live. His birthday today. And uh, Pele. Pele at the age of 82. Three World Cups for Brazil. He he passed away. So, uh, like the sports world, this is a huge deal. Let me ask you a question, because you know, I don't—I really, literally, do not know the answer to this question. I always, sure I, don't. I always was told and it was thought that Pele was the greatest of all time. He was the goat. Mm-hmm. Has has the conversation changed now to where somebody has surpassed him, or is he still like considered? The, yeah, Messi. Is he still considered the goat? Like you know how like you got Jordan and then it's like people are like yeah it's LeBron now like there's yeah, that that there's conversation right. goes on all the time. I don't think so. Is it I, still like no Pele was? I think I think it's still I think it I think it still is. I think because there was a deal between with Messi he's really and now they you know they just won the World Cup so that's a that's a, Pele still has the yeah. most as far as an individual player he has the most World Cup titles. Yeah, he has three. I, and and that was the thing that Messi was was you know didn't win and they mm-hmm. were. So I and like Messi and Ronaldo at this time, it was a back and forth. Who's the best? Now I think Messi is the best there. Tell me if I'm wrong. Soccer heads out there, seven one three five seven two four six ten on the trailer trailer wheel and frame text line. I think Pele is still considered um, the Jordan of soccer. I can appreciate that you actually <laughs> said that. I, it, it, you, it, it looked like it hurt you to do that. Yes. It looked like, he, like your mouth got dry all of a sudden. You got parched. <laughs> Yeah, uh, right. here, take a take a drink. It'll be all right, man. You got choked up a little bit, but it's okay. It's okay. All right, um, Tyler, are you are you in the uh, in Jim Crane? We trust uh, to oh, a de- really? to a to a degree. What, what's going on? Here? Really? Oh, I thought you were there. What what is going on here? I mean, I I trust him as the owner of the Houston Astros, and but he's, and he's you, been a great owner. You know, but you understand he's doing a little bit more than just yeah, owning right now. Maybe makes me a little nervous. Uh, uh, him playing so Jerry not, Jones so you, out really, here. Really, you're not fully in whatever he does. I'm going with it. No, I'm not. I'm not with that. I think. Well, I, I think most Astros fans are. I think seven one three five seven two four six ten. Boy, throwing a lot at you here, but you can come on. And you you guys are you guys are smart enough. You can pull it. Now you call in. I like to hear from you. 
713-572-4610. Let's make Tyler work. Mm. Are you full? Are you a full member of the In Jim Crane We Trust? He's hey, I understand it, man. He's been here. He's made the right call, the right move. Bringing in James Click, bringing in Dusty Baker, which was the best move he's made. They have done smart things. We're not going to pay Springer. We're not going to pay Cole. We're not going to pay Correa. And they continue to find ways to put together teams. They've paid the right players. They've gotten the right deals. They have been fantastic. He has been fantastic. He's the leader of this thing. So I understand why people are in the full Jim Crane we trust mode. But I think Tyler put it right, man. That's when he was running the ship as the owner. Now that he's digging a little deeper. That's a different ball game, and sir. Now, you know, he didn't he didn't slid Jeff Bagwell into this puppy. <laughs> and Jeff Bagwell is 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 uh is basically the general manager. Bagwell the exactly GM. Like probably giving JJ Watt some ideas uh, to maybe slide over here with the Houston Texans. Andre slide over here with the Houston Texans, start running the show here, which probably <laughs> Probably had better results than they've had before. Hey man, hey man, say man. I just say, but listen, there's one move that I would challenge to pause. If you think about what the Astros have done, there's one move in the offseason that has been made that has just made me say, "Uh, I can't get with that one. And that is the decision. The first move they made in the offseason in terms of paying a player after they fired James Click's ass. The first move they made is they re-signed Rafael Montero. He was their eighth inning guy, a reliever. This is something the Astros just haven't done. And really, some of the good teams aren't. Like, you'll sign your closer, or you're signing a guy that you think is going to be your next closer, but the Astros haven't been re-signing. Like, last year, they didn't think, well, we got to have Kendall Graveman back, so we got to give him a new deal. They haven't been doing that. They signed him three years, $34 million. We all thought that catcher is the position that they wanted to, to, to upgrade here. It feels like it's time. Christian Vasquez, he signed for three years, $30 million. Christian Vasquez, who was here as a starting catcher, and before he came here and was only playing once a month, his, I mean, his averages, he was one of the best hitting catchers in the game. Three years, $30 million. You paid an eighth-inning guy three years, $34 million. When you have Naris, when you have Stanek, when you have Abreu, who's just emerged, like that was, that was, I was like, hmm. But the way they use Stanek towards the end of the thing, you, I can't even list them in that category it's, because it, there's something there. There was something there in there the postseason. There was something going on But, I mean, all year, there. he was one of their high, highest-used players. And he, he had, was. And he had the best ERA for a reliever in the history of the franchise. But still, but, but still, that's not something that, that Jeff was doing. That's not something that Click was doing, especially when you had those. And when Abreu, Abreu is ready to be the eighth inning guy. And it is clear. Hell, he look, he's ready to pitch the seventh and eighth. He is ready. You got those three guys in the fold and how fickle relievers, you know it. Hell, you've watched the Rangers. How fickle <laughs> relievers can be, especially middle relievers. Three years, thirty-four million. You value that more than what a starting catcher would be? Ugh, I don't. I, I don't think that's a space that the, the Astros have spent their money in that way. But in Jim, we trust. But see, I feel like you're putting it in a a category that it was either or, as if 
you do understand that Vasquez had options. He had places that he might want to be and where to go. From the from the Astros' perspective, that means if you if you give Vasquez that money, that means you're moving on from your guy. And maybe they're not ready to move on for their guy yet. He's a, but he's got great backup written all over him, doesn't he? Maybe Aldonado. he doesn't. He's, got, he's under contract. The rumblings yeah. that I was hearing, you know, during that postseason run was he wasn't trying to take a step back. Well, I know he wasn't trying to. So I'm saying so. And, and if I'm a I'm an in crane you trust type guy. Are you? Okay. Have to be. What if, what have you seen? I've seen sustained success. That's a move right there. Over the past how many years? Oh, that's great. But how these, many but years? These, but these are moves that go counter to the moves that they have they've made to have that success. And now he's doing more than just if owning. I would agree with you if they would have kept Verlander as well. Because to me, that would have been a heavy-handed move by Crane and saying, this is my guy, I want to keep him, even though it's time to move on. And because he did not do that, that tells me the Astros are still the Astros. They're willing to let really productive, talented guys go as long as they have people in the fold to replace them and as long as money makes sense or doesn't make sense, we're willing to move on from from really talented, really productive players. All those lineup guys that you you uh, named, you, you left out Verlander, which I'm glad you did because – to me, that was the biggest one that says, lets me know. Even that got too rich. For the him. Astros are still the Astros, and they feel like the way that their their system is set up, the way they bring guys along, what their farms, all of that tells me that, hey, it's still the same. To enough of a degree that they're going to continue going to World Series, winning the ALs, going to ALCS, that's what they're going to continue to do because – it's still the same. For Jim, see, for me with Jim, the big stuff, I, I think I don't have as much problems. Like, I mean, Verlander, hell, he wasn't going to pay that. <laughs> I mean, that, was, that, got, that got too rich for his blood. But it is the middle stuff. And this is just a, this is a new way of doing this. As I said before, I don't know if it's going to fail or not. This is a new uh, way of doing things. And as someone just texted, I love people. The bullpen was historically good, and we kept them together. God, I hate when people talk baseball. It pisses me off. I don't know why it pisses you off, but if you know, bullpens can be up and down. Think about some of the real important pieces to the bullpen last year. Think about Phil Maton, who was huge for the bullpen last year. I know full Phil broke his hand punching a locker. But Phil, what an idiot he is. But Phil wasn't going to be pitching. He was Sibling falling rivalry apart. There. Yeah, falling apart. Will Smith, who they brought in, he was the closer for the Braves. He couldn't he couldn't get into a game right. in the postseason for the Astros. They go up and down, and generally, I get it with the closer. Right? I get it when you pay, pay your closer, or even if you – but, man, a middle reliever, when you have guys right there. But he's not just a middle reliever. He's the setup man. That is a legit role. The setup man that is costing more than starting catchers in the league, a spot there, where they were connected with every catcher. He's not right costing there. more than Maldi, though. Well, he's not costing more than and, Maldi. And Maldi is the starting catcher. Maldi is your starting catcher. Exactly. Right now. And they won a World they Series. Were conne- they won a World Series. With, with him as their starting their catcher. But the thought is also is, all right, man, we're, 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 we're moving on from Verlander. Let's make sure we step. Let's try to pull some things up. And they've done it. They brought in a Bray. You should be an upgrade over Yuli, the regular season Yuli, not the person who – uh, came out of nowhere in right. the postseason right. to try to make me look bad every game, and it, 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 it's all about you. <laughs> it, was, it was, but catcher is a, a catcher is a spot that they have looked to upgrade 
all offseason. And you got Abreu. You got Stanek. You got guys. Like, you could clear. You could easily see Montero going and being what Phil Maytop was last year. Graven was really good for them down the stretch. They didn't go to re-signing him. It's just a new, different way of doing things. And in, in, in Jim Crane Retrust, we're, pit, we're paying eighth inning guys more than we're paying catchers. All right, coming up, Laramie Tunzel, he said he wants a new deal, and he wants to reset the market. What is your thoughts? Are you good with making Laramie Tunzel the Texans' starting left tackle as the highest-paid offensive lineman in football. Are you comfortable with that? We'll discuss that next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, Clint Sterner's out today. It is his birthday. I hope you all follow directions. This is The Drive family. Send him a happy birthday. 45 years old. I'm sure Dirty is uh, enjoying his time and his birthday off. In for him, Wade Smith. He is uh, in the building. Uh, we've had a good time. Hey, tomorrow, where are we going to be at? I know we're going to be up at Katie. Moe's. We're going to be in Moe's in Katy. Come hang out with us. Two to six. Good food. Good drinks. Uh, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a good time out in Katy. Come hang out with us at Moe's, and uh, we'll get you ready on a Miller Lite Football Friday as uh, as a uh, as what Wade said yesterday, the true test, the true test of what uh, the Texans actually are. What the Texans are. Is this is this run the last uh, three weeks something real or or not? And uh, we'll find out. Uh, we'll find out Sunday, but we'll get you ready for that at Moe's and in uh, Katie on a Miller Lite Football Friday. All right, uh, Laramie Tunzel. He was on in the loop uh, about a week and a half ago. I remember leaving a barbershop. And uh, getting in a car and hearing that interview that uh, Landry and Lopez uh, did with him. And it was interesting because they talked to him about uh, extensions, negotiating money and anything out there. And this was before the story came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. This was uh, this was Laramie Tunzel uh, as speaking to our guys in the loop, speaking to them about potential extension moving forward. First and foremost, I love the city. Big shout-outs to Houston, Texas, for sure. I appreciate the culture here. And I just appreciate the fans, just being the Texans fans. When we had things going in 19, you know, just a, a, a beautiful sight because I came from the Miami Dolphins, and, you know, it was a rough time there. And then I came here in 19 when we was winning games and the, how much the fans appreciate us. So that's one of the biggest things why I love being in Houston is the fan base. You know, I really love the fans. So we got to get an extension this offseason, huh? Yeah. Sounds lovely to me. Uh, sounds lovely. Are, are you going to do your own negotiating? <laughs> Absolutely, Again? man. Got to keep that money in the house. You might have tough. <laughs> it seems like Casario might be harder to negotiate with than Easterby. Hey, hey, hit, hit the money sign again. <laughs> they know. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey, I, I feel like I feel like you're playing up though. I feel like you're going from negotiating with Easterby and OB to now you're gonna have to go in there with Casario. It, it might be a little harder negotiation. <laughs> hey, I just hope Nick ready, man. When you're negotiating, were you at all nervous about it? Did you have any? No, he had Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien ahead of well, him. That's he, was right. <laughs> he was counting his money. He was counting his money before he even they even were, made well, the deal. And that man laughed so hard. <laughs> he laughed so hard that at the end. So hard. <laughs> I was dealing with Easterby. <laughs> Can I just get that laugh again? I need to get. I just want to hear that laugh again. Like he been waiting for somebody to say that. I feel like he was saying that at the end. He said, "Boy, y'all fool." 
Well, like he that. had Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien ahead of well, him. Well, that's he right. Was right. Counting, <laughs> he was counting his money. He was counting his money. Hey, that, hey that's a real ass laugh. Like we've been in interviews, like we're like <laughs> that's a belly laugh. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Uh, nah, man, I believe Bill Worrell gave me a fake laugh one time. We've been in interviews before. That was a real ass laugh. The like, showman. Yeah, you know, I texted him. That, well, that, I came, that came. <laughs> I got it. You remember it? <laughs> I got Bill and Jack. But now, fast forward. Yesterday, reports are as he spoke with a uh, with my guy. Uh, DJ being me, the reports are coming out from ESPN. Larry Tunzel said he wants a new deal. Mm-hmm. Hello. He wants to reset the tackle market. Now he talked Hello. about kind of hinted toward first right here on Sports Radio 610 within the loop. As you heard there, uh, go to the uh, go to the app on the Odyssey app and find that entire interview. It was a it was a good listen. Check it out. But um, the Texans listen. They got a lot of they got a couple options here. Um, he's he's willing to negotiate with the Texans on a new deal. Is the money sign again? <laughs> he is. Uh, and the Texans could go a couple of ways. They could choose um, to, to keep him and sign him and re-sign him to bring him in because he's played at a high level. Or uh, they could they could get some relief, even though his cap hit is $35.2 million next year. But if they release or trade him, uh, they would free up about $18.5 million. Uh, towards their cap space, so there's a there's a couple of things. I think the big one is, like, is there any way in which you would look at where the Texans are right now, and we understand where they are, to think it makes sense to sign Laramie Tunzel and make him the highest paid. When he says reset the market, and the market right now is twenty three point one million dollars uh, with Trent Williams in San Francisco. Many believe the best left tackle in football. I do believe Laramie Tunzel. As he said with DJ Bienemy, his play and his contract is coming up perfectly to get the chance to set the market because I think he is going to be looked at as the best left tackle in football this year. I think he's going to be the first-team All-Pro. By many metrics, he's looked at as the best tackle this season. And when you are first-team All-Pro in a contract year and you're 28 years old and you want to reset the market – that's probably going to happen. Hello. But now, almost 24 hours later, do you think that the Texans should be the team he resets the market with? So this is the thing. They should be if it's done the right way. And when I say done the right way, if they sign him to a three-year contract, not too long, not too short, but a three-year extension, Make give him a bunch of guaranteed money within that. I, I believe the number with uh, Trent Williams was like fifty-six million guaranteed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So say let's say hypothetically the, the the number is sixty million guaranteed, three-year deal, twenty-four twenty-four million a year for three years. He reset the market, but you didn't you didn't you didn't destroy yourself as an organization and tie yourself to somebody that potentially could have some wear and tear as the years go on. If you if you have a five- or six-year deal with any player, issues can arise. You see what's going on right now in Denver with Russell Wilson. They're stuck with him. There's nothing you can do with him. Yep. But you have a three-year deal, give them a significant amount of money, guaranteed, the carrot is still out there for him. 
because that means there's going to be another opportunity to re-up. I really feel like contracts, especially with premier players in the league, should be done this way because then it's going to alleviate any issues of holding out, any issues of being tied down to players and not being able to move them and having to pay half of their salaries to get them off of your books. Like None of that stuff comes into play if you put out their three-year deals with a significant amount of guaranteed money. To me, it makes a lot of sense for the Texans because there's going to be a new quarterback here next year, whether it's a rookie, whether it's a veteran guy like we discussed earlier, like a Derek Carr or I don't want to say the other guy, but just somebody else, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, whoever. Baker Mayfield, whoever. Baker ain't going to leave L.A., man. He, he should He's looking, he looking good out he there right he now. He should. He better not leave Steve. He better be like, you know what? Uh, you know, we love you, Matt. You got us what we needed to get, but we're going to move on, and we're going to stick with Baker for the low. I can see that happen. But back to what we were talking about. Hey, got a new quarterback in here. You want to have a left tackle that, that shuts things down out there. Like Warhop said in his interview, I think I saw earlier today, he, he, he erases guys. He eliminates guys. He's, he's had a hell of a year this year. I think some of the issues he had in the past were schematic issues that a lot of offensive linemen have in that scheme that I talked about on a consistent basis. While that scheme was here, it's no longer here. You're seeing better play out of the offensive line. In general, not as good as it should be, but better in general. I think you sign him to a three-year deal, it covers all bases. You get the guy in here that you want to be here to help protect a young quarterback or a new quarterback throughout their early years of progression. You don't handcuff yourself in the future. You give that player reason to continue to play at a high level because then you're earning another opportunity to hit somebody over the head in a in the very near you know, future. I just think it makes a lot of sense to do it that way. Listen, I, I, when you first hear it, you say to yourself, God, the Texans are nowhere close. Why in the world would you spend money and not just spend money, but set the market to have the highest paid player uh, at left tackle when you're nowhere near it, right? You, you look at it, the Texans made the deal to get Laramie Tunzel because they felt like that was close. That was a missing piece. Like, I think there are a lot of teams who are going to look at Laramie Tunzel to see if he's on the trade block that they feel like could fill, fill their void. I can, think of, I can think of contenders right now that could look at it. Cincinnati could look at it. Kansas City, even though somehow Orlando Brown is a pro bowler, although just two weeks ago he leads the league in giving up pressures. But somehow he made the Pro Bowl in the AFC. That's a team that may not want to franchise tag him two years in a row that could be looked. Like, there are teams that you would think of, and your mind goes, well, the Texans aren't that. But how fast, how fast could this thing turn around if done right? I know that is a tall, a tall ask for the Texans. But when you look around the league, like, the league is designed for teams to get right up off the bat and be contending. Indeed. And it makes sense if you have Laramie Tunzel and Titus Howard and you're contending. Look at talk about it. The best team in football right now, at least record-wise, they were in the same boat as the Texans two years ago. You hired David Culley. They hired Nick Sirianni. <laughs> they were in the same boat. Right? 
Now, there's a bit. I mean, in a year, Jalen Hurts is, is improved, but in a year, they go out, bam, we're going to go and get, they had draft capital. They went out and made picks. They got a bunch of picks. Bam, we're going to go get A.J. Brown. We're going to do it. Bing, bing, bing. Bam, here we go. They got the best record in football. Like, it can happen that fast. Jets, that fast. And they've had bad quarterback play. Washington, they're in the playoff hunt. They'd be in the playoffs right now. Miami, that fast. It can happen. And so it, 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 does, it, it does make sense if it's at a three-year deal. And the big part about it is, Laramie, as he said it right there, you heard it. He is willing to stay here, and I think he is willing to go short term. Yeah. I think he is willing it's to do it. Exactly. It's willing because he can go and hit him again. No doubt. It, it, and he just did it. He went short term with you. He could do it again. So I, I feel differently than I did yesterday about this I, I, because the, the big peaks, Wade, and you played the game and you know it. This can get turned around quick enough, and if it gets turned around quick enough, you sitting there, and if Bryce Young is the cat, or hell, even nope. If Bryce Young is the cat <laughs> in two years, you can sit there and look at it. You can like, oh my god, we got these booking tackles right here, and you ain't had to pay Bryce Young yet. Under thirty, you still have you still have two, three more years before you got to pay him, at least two. I look at it like this, and you gave a lot of good examples of teams that have quickly turned around. But to me, the blueprint is the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. The Cincinnati Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, and then they got him Jamar Chase. Instead of drafting tackle, that was oof, that was weird. Right, they had they had Mixon there. You have uh, they had Higgins. They had Higgins there already. There's some pieces here that can like can can I see Damian Pierce being the same level running back as Joe Mixon? Of course Hell I can. Yeah. Of course I can. He was a top seven rusher before he got injured. Right, I I can definitely see that. Can I see Nico Collins? Ooh putting together um, games like a T. Higgins. Well, I like the way you put that. Yeah. I, I, can, I, can, I can see that. Can I see the Texans you know drafting, I- drafting their guy, Bryce Young, and then right after that with that second pick in the, or that second pick in the first round, drafting the best receiver in the draft, whichever they figure that is, because there's a guy from TCU, a guy from UC, uh, USC. There's some guys out there that could be your Jamar Chase. Go pay for some defensive guys. They pay for DJ Reader. Go pay for some guys that's going to help that defense you got going on there. And the turnaround doesn't have to take forever. And if you got your tackles in place, you're actually a step ahead of what Cincinnati had going on because Cincinnati has, still didn't have no offensive line. They still ain't. So, I, to me, that's that's the blueprint. That's that's how quick it could turn around. And then now they're consistently good. Now they took, the, the to me, the final step was their head coach came from a certain tree that is a – plug-and-play philosophy, the way to do things offensively that has a tremendous amount of success all over the NFL. They got a hell of a defensive coordinator, too. Real creative defensive coordinator. But, you know, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I just – I to me, that's the blueprint. And and why not have a guy like Laramie Tunsil here that's going to help protect that young guy, help bring him along, and you're not going to have to pay Tunsil again at the same time that you're trying to pay that quarterback. Or you, you'll you have a decision to be made, and by that time, you've had some success with that younger guy, and, and, and now he can be used to playing the game at the level that you want him to play it, that if you lose a player here or there, which is what naturally happens, you pay the quarterback, now you have to lose a player here or there. What's going on with Pat Mahomes right now in Kansas City? But they're also 
replacing them with other guys. So to me that to me that's that's the way you 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 do it. And that's the kind of the blueprint of how the Texans have quickly can turn around and be good, consistently good. Like the Bengals got Burrow, and since they've gotten Burrow, they've been in the mix the entire time. All right. Interesting news here coming up on the injury report for the Texans and the Jaguars. Uh, important pieces uh, that we got we to gotta let you know where they are right now. Uh, we'll let you know all of that coming up next, 5 o'clock fire. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 